Hi everybody, this is D-Up Gaming Podcast episode 11. My name is Jeff, and this week, I'm flying solo. This is D-Up Gaming Podcast episode 11. Jesse's out of town, so I'm all by myself this week. But you know what? No matter. We don't need him. I don't need him. We're going to have fun anyways. (laughs) It looks like we were talking about Fortnite damn near every week. I mean, Fortnite once again made head- headlines um, by releasing their mobile game to everyone now. It was previously invite only, and it was already killing it on the charts. It was in uh, number number two in US, number three in Canada, number five in UK in App Store downloads um, in just two, three days of its release. And this was when it was invite only. So imagine now that it's um, available to everyone. Unfortunately, we can't check uh, download numbers on uh, iOSs, so we don't know those numbers until they release them. But I mean, what reason do we have to... To say that it won't be number one everywhere. This game has taken you know the world by storm. Of course, being free helps it a lot. Uh, I know a lot of my friends on PSN has been playing it. Even the ones that don't even play games, I've been been asked about them. It's just like, hey, what's Fortnite? Uh, all my friends are talking about it, and you know, all I say is, you know, it's get dropped in with like 99 other people and you just survive and they're like well that sounds interesting I'm like it is interesting you know but not my type of game i mean i tried it for a little bit um i went in there see the thing is with games like that right um you don't really have a tutorial so you don't really know what you're getting yourself into even if it's your first game um you don't really get to know like how you're supposed to build and I didn't, I forgot that you can build when I first started my game. <laughs> and everyone's like, I, I remember seeing, I think, pop-ups and it's just like, oh, you can hit this to, to get materials and then stuff like that. And you get, oh, this is the build button. And I'm like, oh, what's that? So it it was interesting, but, you know, it's not, definitely not my type of game. PvP generally is not um, my forte. I might enjoy it when I actually if I actually get the full game and am able to play with a squad or something like that, then I might play it. I might get into it and play it because I, I am more about the, the co-op experience. So PVP might not be the thing for me. And in a game like that, I know everyone just goes online and just looks for strategies and stuff like that. I am not that kind of person. I like to take my time with the game, feel the game out. And then unfortunately, like I said, Games like these, you don't really have a, a practice mode. You just get dropped right in and get fed to the dogs. So, <laughs> needless to say, my first might have played three games. They weren't, you know, fun. I can I can see some potential. I can see myself have, enjoying it and having fun with it. But it's not my thing. Absolutely not. And, you know, there's more headlines. That's not the only headline. There's a reason why I brought this up. I mean... Fortnite Mobile, the ones that were just invite only, they were already destroying schools everywhere. You see tweets and posts everywhere about how uh, school Wi-Fi's are suffering because everyone is on um, everyone's on Fortnite at school, and then you have some complaining about the school Wi-Fi not being good enough for Fortnite. Why are you playing it at school? To be honest with you, and um, not just lunchtime too. There are tweets about people playing in class. Oh yeah. Some schools went as far as to ban Fortnite servers. 
on their wi-fi network which is i mean what else can you do right i um unbanded during lunchtime i mean technically lunchtime is the children's time i'm not children but the students own time so be nice and just let them play for an hour or whatever get let it get it out of the system or something like that but i get it uh teachers had trouble stopping me from playing bomberman on my graphing calculator so now that everyone's got a device like that yeah there's i respect to you all teachers out there but i do not envy your position <laughs> the game is segregating students into fortnite camp and into the PUBG camp as well as turning into another another like cute little video game gang war thing again like kind of like pokemon go with the red team yellow team and the uh, blue team their tweets and posts about people arguing and fighting over fortnite wins and over whether fortnite and PUBG, which one's better <sighs> this is this thing is not gonna end this is crazy, but one teacher did take matters in his own hands. Um, he told his students, if you guys don't stop playing, I was going to go tell Epic Games. And his students didn't believe him, and he did. He went to he went to Reddit and told uh, Epic Games. And now, on the loading screen of Fortnite Mobile, it says, Mr. Hillman says, stop playing in class. Mr. Hillman says, stop playing in class props to him uh he in that post he says he's a fan of the game he plays it with his friends almost every night but it is destroying his classrooms again respect to you all teachers out there man you guys have a tough job but yeah i do not envy a position right now i mean everyone's got a cell phone i i'm a tutor and i'm having a hard enough time getting the students not to check facebook or instagram I can't imagine how hard it is now to to tell some of these guys to to stop playing Fortnite. But let's end on a happy note. Uh, there is something fun out of this. Drake two weeks ago streamed Fortnite Battle Royale with a pro, game, pro gamer named Ninja on Twitch. And that stream peaked at 628,000 viewers concurrently. And that was that Twitch record that was held for, by... Um, I forgot his name. Jesse and I was just here two weeks ago talking about, oh, what, what, what can we do to, to break that? Can we break this? Was, this is Drake we're talking about and all that stuff. Well, someone smarter than us figured it out. Spanish YouTuber El Rubius organized a stream with 99 other Spanish-speaking Fortnite streamers and broke 1 million viewers on YouTube. They did it just for fun. It wasn't like a contest or anything it wasn't for prizes it was literally just a rubius calling 99 other players and just say hey let's do an impromptu stream or apparently it was fairly impromptu it was pretty slapped together and all those streamers have their own audiences and it all came together and it, it reached 1.1 million viewers which you know again congratulations <laughs> like just, just taking gaming to a whole the whole nother level i mean it got us thinking. I mean, me and Jesse, it got us thinking. We should start streaming some Fortnite. Not that we're any good at it, nor do I really enjoy it so far. But, I mean, looking at guys like LEA and Ninja, you know, pulling in 1 million subscribers in 30 days and over 100 million views per video now on these things. Oh, and making thousands on each stream and video. I mean, it... It's time to rethink our strategy here, man. We we might have to skip our bayonetas and all that stuff. 
and get into Fortnite. Jesse, you with me on this? So I want to share a story. Back in summer of 2016, I was working with a bunch of people who were very excited for a title that was going to come out. That game had the promises of open space, had the promises of quintillion planets, all with different biomes and creatures, and the promises of being able to play online with a bunch of people, with your friends, explore that space together. And of course, I'm talking about the game called No Man's Sky. It released in August 2016, developed by six people. I don't know if a whole lot of people that talked about that game knew that. Of course, released to a lot of controversy. Some people enjoyed it. Most didn't. Uh, talking about how there was false advertising and he gave us, you know, uh, Sean Murray told everybody about a, a game that really didn't exist at that time and probably couldn't be achieved by six people at least within that time he was given or at least rele by release time uh, not achievable i've always thought that it was a bit unfair to some to some degree because i think people forget that it is developed by six people and it is largely an indie game because it was priced at 60 dollars and people have been telling Sean Murray that pricing at $60 is not a wise strategy. Some people also thought Sony did that because they were publishing the game for them. Apparently, it was uh, Sean Murray's idea to sell the game at 60 bucks, 60 bucks, and Sony really handled the PR and stuff like that. It was the deal they had. So Sean Murray sold Sony on a dream and sold us on a dream that was at that time not achievable by his team. Even though Sony did not price the game at $60, I do a part of me think they had, must have something to do with the release date <laughs> that was given. I'm sure it was just like, hey, get this done. Okay, no, push it back, push it back. It was pushed back for like nine months, almost a year. And I honestly don't think that team was ready. And the game came out looking like an easy access game. Uh, not easy access. Looking like an early access game on Steam. And it, sh and it really should have been that way. Because it was largely undone, I would say. Fulfilled the promise of exploring. <laughs> Didn't have a whole lot of stuff. Variety wasn't really there. Not a whole lot of story. They, the center of the universe that they said you should go to really doesn't have a whole lot. And uh, I still haven't seen that ending because I, I don't know. If it was that disappointing, I don't care to look for it. But I did have hope for them. I honestly did. Uh, in a sense that I know it was a small team. I know it clearly looked rushed out. So it was, I do think it was unfair for people to just malign the company and all that. Um, yes, Sean Marie did sell us on a promise that he really didn't deliver on. But I'm glad that they're still working on it because they made a lot of money. I'm glad that they continue to, they continue to support that. And with the Atlas Rises update, I believe just a few months ago, they added stuff like, you know, better AI uh, for the animals, added varieties to planets and creatures, branching narrative, 30 hours of campaign, stuff like that. That was a year after their launch, basically when no one's really buying it anymore. And once again, they, they're telling us that there's another update. They have an update called Next coming in the summer. The game is also headed to Xbox One. Yeah, I feel like this is 
their chance to redeem themselves and i and i really hope that people give them a chance uh people on xbox one who may maybe didn't get the chance to play it on ps4 um or they didn't have a pc and i hope that this is the the no man's sky we hope for and i hope that this is the no man's sky that sean murray dreamed of and told us all about releasing on a new platform means is going to a brand new audience who didn't have the chance to see it before uh, unfortunately unfortunately for it the the odds are stacked against it because of all the terrible things that's been said about this game and on steam is still not rated very well uh, i think it's mixed i hope this uh next update uh changes things for them no details no further details have been given but i really hope that this is finally what they've dreamed of there will be bugs, of course. It's an open world game, open space game. There's going to be bugs. There's going to be problems. But, I mean, I hope that the game works the way they wanted it to, for the most part, when they released that game and when Sean Maria had that dream and told us all about it. <clears throat> uh, base building has been added from before, and, you know, apparently that's been fun with the buddies. So, hopefully they expand on that. And if reviews are good and if I hear new things about it, I'm I'm willing to give this game a chance again. Uh, I had fun when I initially played it. It's just, you know, unfortunately, lack of content uh, that, you know, did him in, really. I didn't really care about exploring space with friends. I thought it was something that once I'm done with the single player thing, things that you can do on your own. Is something that I would look into to play with friends, but uh, that wasn't a big thing for me. Apparently, a big thing for most people. You know, I I wanted to root for this game. I think I think gamers all around the world wanted to to get behind this game, and unfortunately, unfortunately, they couldn't. So, two years now, almost two years now. Uh, hopefully, gamers get what they deserve, and it's a road to redemption for them, and it's gonna be tough. It's an uphill battle, especially with all those people that played it initially, spent $60 on that game that did not deliver, basically. Best of luck to uh, Hello Games and Sean Murray and his team over there. Best of luck to you guys. Square Enix opened a new studio and put Final Fantasy XV director Hajime Tabata in charge. The studio will be developing new AAA titles and bringing innovative game and other entertainment content to a global audience. Now back in late 2016, Hajime Tabata told an interviewer that the next project that he wanted to do is a completely new IP. And he wanted it to be a large scale project based around everything he learned and, and the team learned developing Final Fantasy XV which is you know great for them obviously that game is very fun received fairly well not my favorite final fantasy absolutely not far from it but i did enjoy the time that i had with it at least up till the up till the very end i guess up to up to the latter half of the game i did enjoy a lot of it that studio has been hiring like crazy just if you go to that website it we're talking about animators designers programmers managers you name them they're hiring like 20 30 positions there i'm sure there's already an idea in there i'm just excited to see what it is they hope to bring innovative game and other entertainment content to a global audience other entertainment content i don't know what that is maybe it's just vr experiences uh stories maybe maybe that vr comic project that they promised a while back uh, I forgot the name of it, but I did I, I did remember seeing something like that. I'm sure they're talking about Final Fantasy 16 over there already. Maybe they're already working on it. Let, 
we don't know if Tabata is in charge again, but uh, Luminous Studio is the name of the studio, by the way. And you know, I look forward to what I what they. I look forward to what they come up with. I mean, even if it's not another Final Fantasy 15, um, with games like Octopath Traveler coming out and games like Bravely Default received well, um, I'm hoping for another big, you know, RPG like that. We haven't seen a great turn-based RPG from them for a while, other than those ones, and those haven't been AAA titles. And with Final Fantasy, they want to keep pushing the boundaries so I can understand why they don't want to go back to turn-based role-playing. But there is a huge audience out there, and I think they know that. So when they created Octopath uh, Traveler and Briefly Default and having those received very well, I think they're definitely looking to create something like that again. I don't think they're going to stop. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very excited, man. Uh, Lord knows what that is. Hopefully, Tabata can tell us soon. E3, maybe? Maybe it's a little early. It's only three months in. But that's enough to maybe have an idea thrown out there, right? But do we want to go through that whole uh, versus 13 to 15 thing again and wait 10 years? So maybe not, right? So as, as, much, as, as much as we want to hear from them earlier, we really don't. We're excited, about, obviously, about what Tabata is going to be up to, but it's going to be a while, I think, until we hear anything. Hopefully, they learned their lesson uh, with the way they dealt with Versus 13 and the 15 thing, and especially Kingdom Hearts. Don't get me started with Kingdom Hearts. Please don't screw it up this time, man. Um, we are excited for your game, Square Enix. We love your stuff, but telling us something that I don't get to play in this console generation or next that stings a lot. We don't have a Kingdom Hearts on PlayStation 3. We don't want that again. <laughs> Thank you for sticking with me here. This has been D-Up Gaming Podcast Episode 11. First time I've done this all by myself. A bit nerve-wracking. So please let me know what you think so far. Uh, what did I do right? What did I do wrong? I'm going to need all the feedback I can. So please let me know. Next week, Jesse will be back. Hopefully. I don't know if he wants to take another break. If you're watching this on YouTube and you like us, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe and share with your friends and leave us a comment. Let me know how I did. And also let me know what you think about the uh, Square Enix new studio. What do you think Tabata's working on over there? I'd love to hear your thoughts. We're also in audio form. We're on iTunes and Anchor. So if you're on the go and you don't want to watch my face, that's fine. Listen to my voice anyways. If you don't like my voice, I'm so sorry. We also started a website, dupgaming.wordpress.com, where we'll be trying to blog. You know, it's new to us, so we're going to try to blog, put quick thoughts down over the week. Also, follow us at d underscore up underscore gaming on Twitter to stay up to date with our content. This has been, once again, d up gaming podcast episode 11. I'm Jeff, and I'm d up. You know, uh, 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 you know. Uh, um, uh, I'm flying solo. Thank you for listening to the D-Up Gaming Podcast. If you like our stuff, we're also on YouTube. So search us up with the keywords D-Up Gaming. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. And follow us on Twitter at D underscore up underscore gaming. This is Jeff from D-Up Gaming signing off. We hope to see you next time.